The ocean. It can be a summer paradise of warm healing waters and cleansing sunshine. But the farther you travel into it, the deeper, colder, and darker it gets. Many vessels have met their demise on the high seas, being dragged down into the murky depths. And now, some return from their watery graves, scaring the wits out of the living. The lost souls of the sea call us to their stories on this episode of I'm Scared, But I Like It. been away for a long time mm-hmm. my fault we don't need to apologize for anything ever i Chloe. know i know but we we come and go like specters in the way <laughs> nice <laughs> for anybody listening for the first time hi i'm julianne thank you for being here welcome to i'm scared but i like it so guys i had a very spooky experience recently I don't have them very often. That's not I true. I feel one. like you, you have them all the time is how I feel compared to my I used none to. of the time. I used to. But okay. as an adult, I I think it's just been less and less. So I wanted to go up into the mountains one day to get some props for taking pictures of my artwork. And everyone else was busy. And I was like, okay, usually, you know, you want the buddy system, but I'm just going to like a lookout. There's tons of tourists there and I'm just going to walk up to a tree and just grab something on the ground or whatever. Uh, so I did that and I wasn't very far from the parking lot. I could still see people and I came to this clearing and I was surrounded by trees and the wind was blowing. It was so peaceful and relaxing. And then from the bushes in front of me, I hear Psst. and no. Nope. Nope, nope, I, nope. My legs start shaking. I feel like I'm about to urinate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm expecting to see someone staring back at me. I see no one. I audibly go, I verbally say out loud, nope, nope, uh-uh, <laughs> nope. And I just start sidewalk crab walking away. Um <laughs> Just keeping my eyes on the bushes and I'm trying not to make a scene because I'm wearing these sandals that I know if I start running, I'm going to trip on this slippery grass. But if I do need to run, I will. But I just start like power crab walking away and just staring. And luckily nothing came after me. I really thought in that moment, this is it. I'm going to die. <laughs> I don't. I have goosebumps, dude. I'm so uncomfortable. It was horrific. Okay. And I so I made it back to my car safely. But I was shaking and I just for like a few days after that, I was so confused and scared. And I wasn't sure was like that a spirit in the forest because there was nobody. It was Mm -hmm. like there shouldn't be anyone around. So I went back and wait that same day or later, like a few days later to check it out to see, okay, could there be like any impressions in the back of the bushes to say that someone could hide here or some there has been like human life back here? And yes, it did look 
like the grass was pressed down. There were areas where you could hide. Oh, um, no. Yeah. And, it, and there were paths back there that led down the hill and into the forest. So I'm convinced that it was most likely a human. And yeah. can I tell you, I kind of wish it wasn't. I wish yeah, it were, right? were a ghost. Like, hell no, dude. Humans Fuck. are a thousand times more scary. So and I scary. thought I was going to die. And what's just crazy is I just didn't see anybody. I couldn't. Uh. It, I would have never known. And I was so close to the parking lot. So that was stupid. Take a buddy system. <laughs> like, Take a buddy. <laughs> don't go alone. Or have pepper spray on you if you must go alone. Yeah, seriously. Trust um, no bush. Y- trust no bush. Yeah, just please be careful out there because that was extremely scary. And oh, God, I, I still get the chills thinking about it now. Yeah, I'm very uncomfortable. Yeah. Ew. Oh, God. Oh, God. I have the feelings. But I'm okay. Thank, Thank God you. you're okay. Thank, Thank God, God you're safe. Thank you, Lord. Uh, and thinking – think nope. And <laughs> speaking <laughs> – and speaking of people to thank for your life, let's thank your mother both for birthing you but also for the amazingly Ooh. generous donation to the podcast. Thank you, Mommy. We appreciate your support. Mama Bear, thank you. Thank you. We love you. You're the best. <laughs> You're like our number one donor. You're the number reason. Number one fan, dude. Yeah, we run on my mom's donations, <laughs> mushroom tea, and uh, hot cocoa with film on it after you microwave oh, it. That's, gr- that's what runs this podcast. Oh, God, Do you remember I that? Forgot. Oh, yeah, I remember it now. I wish I did not remember yeah. it. Hey, guys, it's Chloe from the future dropping in to say thank you to New Kid for your $15 donation. We wanted to make sure that we thanked you in this episode. Yeehaw. If you would like to help support us, feel free to (laughs) check out the links in the show description. Any little bit counts. We appreciate it. And if you can't support us financially, feel free to throw us a rating if you have enjoyed the show over the year or so. It's Chloe from the future once again here to tell you that we talked quite a bit before we got to the part about the ghost ships. So if you want to skip ahead, the timestamp is in our show notes. Julianne, have you been watching anything scary lately? Um, Yeah. So I, every October with a group of people um, online, watch various Uh, foreign language horror movies throughout the whole month, mostly on the weekends. And we just watched Huesera, The Bone Woman. Have you heard of that? No, but it sounds right up my alley. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. It's a Mexican. It's Huesera, H-U-E-S-E-R-A, The Bone Woman. Uh, You can find it on Shudder. That's where I watched it. I'm not sure where else it is, but it from I think 2022 it's fairly recent at least and it was really solid the whole way through like a lot of times when I go into horror movies I'm kind of expecting you know moments where I might laugh when they're not intending for me to laugh or moments where I'm starting to kind of lose attention or parts where I'm like wow that pacing is really weird or like wow the script is really bad wow, they don't know how to act, you know, all these types of thoughts. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm anticipating these moments. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I didn't have any of those moments with this movie, and it was really solid, and it was topical and unexpected in a lot of ways. And, yeah, I thought it was great. No complaints, really. 
Okay, I gotta watch that now. You gotta watch Thank it. you for the recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. Um, if you hate the sound of bones crack lacking, don't watch it. But if you don't trigger mind, warning. Trigger warning, <laughs> bones crack lacking. <laughs> Speaking of trigger warnings, I'm currently watching American Horror Story. I'm going through That's the still going? Arms. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's wow. a new season out right now. It's Is it been- like good still? Um, I you know, I'm not the person to ask because I just started. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah. So, for the people who do know what I'm talking about, I watched um Asylum, Coven. I'm on the season finale of Murder House, the first season. I watched the second part of Double Feature, the the Area 51 one. <laughs> and I'm I watched a little bit of 1984. Some people really like 1984, but it's very slashery. I'm not really that kind of Yeah. It's not my genre for sure. Yeah. I so, really liked Asylum. I thought it was fucked up and weird. You wait, you watched you watched it? I did. I watched the first season, which was kind of too corny for me. Um in the acting and Murder uh, House. Is that is that the first season? Yeah. 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 Um I, I also really I don't like um Emma Roberts. I don't think she's in the first season, but she's in some of the other ones. But I know I watched Asylum and I like that. I know I watched at least some of the Carnival one, and I guess it didn't grab me enough to finish it. Um, oh, Freak Show. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And was there another? Was Asylum the third season or the second? Am I forgetting one? I feel like there was another one I didn't like, but I can't remember. Uh... I think I watched like an episode <laughs> of Coven and I ditched it i don't know it's kind of hit and miss for me i liked coven personally maybe it's because emma roberts appeared that i left (laughs) her character is very hard to watch i I, I wanted to punch her her out with of course not no physical violence yeah but you know i just wanted to give her a slappity slap because she just she's just terrible i'm her character is terrible Oh, no. Asylum was the second one. Oh, okay. Asylum yeah. was, was intense. Yeah. It had everything I, rolled into it had, one, didn't it? It had a whole lot of stuff, and I liked it. Um, <laughs> but it worked. It yeah. worked somehow. Okay. So, so I guess, yeah, I must. I just kind of left at some point during season four and never returned. Oh. Roanoke. That's interesting. Sorry. Some okay. people love Roanoke or some people hate it. I'm really excited to watch it. It kind of looks like my type of thing. Apparently, it's like kind of Blair Witchy. And I was like, ooh, okay. I know. So that's the one I'm going for next. Anyway, thank you for listening to us ramble (laughs) on about American Horror Story. It's not really a show I'd recommend because it's so (laughs) horrific, but (laughs) you just have to want to watch it yourself. (laughs) Did I tell you that I went to Maryland and like while I was there, I did not even think about how Blair Witch Project is set in Burkittsville, Maryland, and I didn't go? Well, I just, huge mistake that's dude. just disappointing it's so disappointing i expect i realized it afterwards you. i know dude i'm not enough <laughs> of a super fan it's so embarrassing Ugh. oh well i mean you watch it every christmas i know i don't it just it didn't even register it didn't even fucking register in my mind i didn't even think of it sad 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 what else are you watching or reading well yeah i'm i wanted to give a few book updates because apparently some people listen to it <laughs> I found out so. Yeah, if you like my book, I'm gonna. Uh, so <laughs> oh my god! You okay? I've, I've been. I've just been reading so much this year, so it's exciting mm-hmm. for me to 
when I accomplish something, I, I finish reading it. It's so fun to share. I finished A House with Good Bones by T. Kingfisher, the same author who wrote What Moves the Dead. Loved it. Was it as good? Better? Worse? Not as good as What Moves the Dead, in my opinion, okay. but it was still good, in my opinion. Some people might find it a little not their speed, but I, I'm, I feel like I'm very open-minded. I can appreciate a lot, so... Yeah. Take that as you will. <laughs> I'm still finishing How to Sell a Haunted House, even though I love it by Grady Hendrix. I love oh. it, but if it's taking me forever. By the time in the day where I have time to read, I'm going to bed. And yep. that that book, you do, I don't know, man. It's just not the kind of <laughs> bedtime. Even for me, I love reading a good horror book right at bedtime. <laughs> it's, the, it's the perfect concoction for good dreams, but this one is a little yep. horrifying. Because it involves dolls and puppets. Oh hell no! And that's just a that's just too far for me. Um, <laughs> but right now I am halfway through. Not technically horror; it's more thriller. The only one left by Riley Sager. Sage. Anyway, it's quite popular at the moment, and I'm enjoying it. What? The only the only one left. Left. Yeah, by Riley's. I've never heard of this. Yeah, that's pretty really good ratings. Right what the? Fuck? That's what I'm telling you. Okay, it's not bad so far. I'm halfway through it. I'll check it out. Why not? Check it out. I mean, it's spooky season. Yeah, now's the yeah. tis the season. Right. I, I will tis say right now season. I am reading a um, Goosebumps book. I love that. Which one? <laughs> In Japanese. Uh, yeah. Um, well, which one? <laughs> It's um, what is the English title? It's like say cheese and die. No, it's one about a like the like the house next door, like the ghost next door. Oh, I haven't heard of that. I got a ghost next door. Apparently, it's a good one. I don't know. I'm not that far into it. We'll see. We'll see what I think. Don't let anyone ever stop you from reading R.L. Stein. I love Goosebumps. <laughs> okay, like it's, it's amazing. interesting reading it in Japanese, like. Oh, for sure. I'll let you know if it's creepier. Oh, wait. I, we should also say mm-hmm. Chloe and I watched Poltergeist together. <gasps> I had did. never seen it before. It was my first time seeing it. That is a goofy-ass movie. Like that is a. You said you liked it. I I I did like it. But oh, it's, it's like okay. a it's like a romp. You know what I mean? Like that movie is a romp. What's a romp? Like a romp. Like. <laughs> It's like a, means. it's like fun. It's like energetic. It's like, it, it's yeah. like a, you know, it's very um, what's his name, Spielbergy. You know what I mean? Where it's like it a, is. it's a family fun horror movie. You know what I mean? It's not just, it's not like complete terror the whole way through or anything. It's like you got a kooky cast of characters. You got a a, a rompy good time. I don't know what to say. Like I don't know how to define <laughs> this word for you, but. Like a romp time, yeah. It was oh great. I was so glad you liked it. What's your rating I... out of five stars? Let's see what I actually rated it on Letterboxd. Oh, did you? I probably did like three point five. How dare you? I That's good a... for me. I would give it a five. How dare you? Would give you? it a five. I wouldn't give it. Yeah, a five. Poltergeist. Oh, I gave it a four. Movie. I gave it a four. Oh! I gave it a four because there's like nothing. There's not really anything wrong with it, you know. That like, sound that came out of my body. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Dude, yeah. Poltergeist was the movie that scared the living shit out of me when I was <laughs> I a child. Being terrifying I, as a child. Yeah, I yeah. that's. I don't know if I've already said this on the pod, but that's the movie I made my parents throw out. <laughs> like I, I literally made them go take it out to the trash because I was so terrified um, of I love that it movie. So much. Well, if Bob you're a kid, I can totally see how that's traumatizing. As oh, an adult, totally. you're like, ooh. Yeah. But as a kid, you're like, oh my god. There's a lot of ter- ter- terrific energy imagery. Oh. What am I trying to say? Ter- terrorful. Ter- terrific. Hor- uh, scary. There's a lot of scary imagery. <laughs> 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 uh, nice. Yeah, so if you haven't checked it out, <laughs> my <laughs> maybe your up to date reco is a uh, poltergeist. Check it out. Don't miss out. Um, I think next we're gonna watch Gon Gon Gonjam. Yeah, we have to watch together. it soon. And with that being said, batten down the hatches and get ready because we're about to get into it. Our connection to the ocean began many moons ago, with humans' earliest ancestors originating from the sea. As humanity evolved. Ancient civilizations worshipped and feared the sea as it carried the gifts of survival, trade, and expansion that paradoxically promised mystery and death. We learned how to build vessels, navigate by the stars, and migrated to new lands, with Earth being made up 70% of water. Is it not fair to say we land dwellers are of the minority? The prowess of the sea is majestic and horrifying at the same time, and we've seen her be merciless time and time again. Superstitions are born from the desire to protect ourselves from the unknown and the uncontrollable. It's no wonder there are so many in the maritime world. But what happens when folklore comes to life? What do we do with reported sightings and encounters by those brave enough to sail the seven seas? What does happen? I need to know. Girl, there's so much here. Okay. I'm so excited to get into this week's topic. I am so intrigued. The most feared destination among those who traverse the seas is none other than the deep, dark, crushing, and cold bottom of the ocean, where those who are swallowed by the seas go to stay forevermore. This lonely, hellish place is known among sailors as none other than Davy Jones Walker. Julian, have you heard of Davy Jones Locker? Yes, dude. I watched SpongeBob. Hell yeah. That's <laughs> how we all got introduced to Davy Jones Locker. Mm-hmm. Fuck that no place. One, <laughs> I know. No one knows where the name Davy Jones originates from, but Jones is said to be the devil of the sea. Ooh, okay. Davy Jones, as described in Tobias Smollett's, I don't know how to say his name, <laughs> 1751. Yeah, 1751's The Adventure of Peregrine Pickle. Okay. Has I'm sorry, The Adventure of Whomst? Peregrine per- Pickle? Peregrine Pickle. Okay. According to him, Davy Jones <laughs> has saucer eyes, three rows of teeth, horns, a tail, and blue smoke coming out of his nostrils. Oh, hold up. Is this motherfucker, like, under the water at all times being scary and breathing what was coming out of his nostrils blue smoke blue emanating. smoke smoke From in the water question mark or does this motherfucker hang out above the water like fucking with people on top of ships i don't know okay <laughs> i think That's it's fine. both i think okay he does both I, 
I get also you a girl think- who can do both. <laughs> <laughs> the rumored wife of this devil is a ghostly. Oh, she can probably do both. She can do both. Her name is Mother Carrie. That sounds like what? some type of witch name from Salem or something, or like mm-hmm. some type of like it's very cov- it's giving coven. Okay. <laughs> it is said that Mother Carrie is the bringer of storms and the cause of shipwrecks. Together, oh. Davy and Mother Carrie take the unfortunate souls that are lost and then drag them down to the depths of the sea to forever oh. remain in Davy Jones' locker. A couple goals. <laughs> me, me and who? Oh my god. <laughs> me and who? <laughs> <sighs> Luckily, apparently, if you have served more than 50 years on the sea, you will go to a better place if you die at sea. You will not be dragged down to the depths of the ocean. You will go to a place called Fiddler's Green, which is pretty much a very delightful place where you cannot stop, will not stop dancing. Kind of reminds <laughs> me of the fairies. That sounds actually. like a nightmare, dude. Yeah, it is fairy. Yeah. Or like um, there was like that, what was that? The well, like mass um, hysteria. Mass hysteria, the dancing plague or something. Yeah, the da- yeah, yeah, the dancing plague. Yep, 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 yep. Right. But apparently this is supposed to be... A very pleasant heaven for sailors, in other words. Why and does this sound like something made up by fucking boomers who, like, want their Gen Z comrades to die? Oh, my God. <laughs> that I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> I'm just saying it, it, <laughs> it sounds like a story made up by the people who have been doing it longer, who are like, no, no, like, I. I get to go to like special heaven, and oh. you, <laughs> I get you it newcomers, you whippersnappers, you're going to hell. <laughs> you're going to hell. So watch out, and you better not get in my fucking way. And listen to me. You better listen to me if you want to not go exactly. To hell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know yeah. what's what. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so although these stories have originated from human beings, in my opinion as an attempt to educate and warn others of the dangers of the sea. Valid. We always have to ask, is it possible that enough energy and enough belief around a certain topic is enough for them to manifest in some way, in a way that we don't understand? Because there are so many sightings and there are so many, maybe not of Davy Jones and Mother Carrie, but you're going to find out, as as you will hear in this episode, there are so many things that we can't explain emanating from the sea, coming from the sea. Fuck the sea. Fuck the sea. Up until researching this topic, I always thought the term ghost ship meant a haunted ship or a ghostly ship known to have been lost at sea by sailors or something. However, I looked it up and the term ghost ship or phantom ship means a vessel found without a living crew. Mm-hmm. So ghost ships are definitely a real thing. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's paranormal. It just means there's no one alive on this crew. Or they've Something been, went wrong at some yeah, point. Yeah, or they've been missing. Yeah. yeah. One of the most infamous ghost ships is the Mary Celeste. The Mary Celeste was a ship originally named Amazon before encountering a shipwreck and being restored with new owners giving it its new name. So this thing has seen a lot of turmoil. A crew of nine souls left New York on November 7th, 1872, carrying industrial alcohol to Genoa, Italy. On December 4th, 1872, another ship named the De Grazia found the Mary's- Beautiful. De Grazia. Marinara. 
<laughs> Mighty Mab <laughs> um, found the Mary Celeste abandoned by a crew with minor damages to the ship, six months of food and water on board, and nine barrels of alcohol emptied. What? The lifeboat was missing, and the ship's sounding rod was found on deck. The, I'm sorry, the ship's what? Sounding rod? So it's this the rod that, that... Okay, I researched this a while back, so... All you sailors out there, if I get it wrong, <laughs> just don't come for me, okay? It's like this thing. <laughs> it's like this rod that goes down somewhere and, like, listens. Oh, or it's like, shoot, man, I just got to look it up. I forgot. I'm so sorry. No, it's sorry fine. We got to educate the masses and ourselves. Gotta educate sounding me. Rod. Sounding pipes, I guess they're also called, are small bore mild steel pipes used to measure the quantity of fluid in a tank or a hold bilge. So... I think a sh- okay again sorry this <laughs> if I get this wrong but I'm pretty sure like those old wooden ships can carry on some water I think it's natural like it yeah, happens yeah, yeah. which I didn't know I thought like any like one little one little oh, slip yeah, no. and you're dead the Titanic no. had crazy systems around like what amount of cabins could like fill with water and like still be fine very interesting exactly so sounding rods are pretty much just something that we can measure um, how safe you are, how much water there is on board. But this was pulled out and it was found on the deck, which it's, it should never be on the deck. So okay, was strange. Got it. There are many theories about what happened to this vessel and her crew, even some leaning towards paranormal explanations like a sea monster or a UFO abduction. But till this day, no one really knows what happened to the crew of the Mary Celeste. It's kind of crazy to think that there were like nine people on this boat with so much food and water and alcohol <laughs> and they bounced. You know, Why? What, what would make somebody bounce like that? Right. Yeah, so what, yeah. Was there damage to the ship at all? Minor. Just not minor. enough to jump ship. So some people are thinking maybe they got kidnapped. Maybe, um, maybe there was like a really huge storm that they thought was coming. Who knows? Okay. Who knows? pirates or pirates or something but then one of the life's lifeboats were missing oh right the lifeboats i forgot about that part so if they did take a lifeboat what 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 happened yeah what could have made them want to leave the safety and shelter and all that food and water yeah you know it doesn't make sense no it doesn't make sense so that's a huge mystery probably Mm -hmm. the most famous ghost ship out there. Wow. Another ghost ship was found by a whaling vessel called the Herald. On a gruesome day in October 1775, the crew of the Herald found the Octavius literally frozen in time off the coast of Greenland. The entire crew was frosted over from the Arctic cold, including the captain of the ship. The crew found a woman, a little boy, and another sailor holding a tinker box frozen to death. The nature in which the captain was found, however, proves to be the most haunting part of all. The captain was found sitting upright in his quarters at his desk, still gripping his pen, logging his last journal entry before freezing to death. The crew of the Herald, the the ship that found them, were so terrified that they tore the logging journal off the desk, accidentally removing the middle contents of the journal, leaving only the first and last pages, and then fled the ship. 
Upon review, the Octavius was last logged at 75 degrees north, 160 degrees west, north of Alaska in 1762. The Octavius was returning to England from China with goods back in 1762, and instead of going the normal route, they decided to take a chance on the Northwest Passage, with, which ultimately got them caught in ice caps, which is why people wouldn't take that. But I think the weather looked good or something, and, you know, to save time, I think the captain was like, yeah. I think we'll be okay. What's even more haunting is that the Octavius was not found 250 miles north of Alaska, but was actually found sailing itself near the coast of Greenland, which was its destination. Fuck. This means the frozen crew of the Octavius sailed itself through the seas by itself, with the entire crew dead. <sighs> for 13 years, only to finally make its destination without a single living person on board. That's crazy. The crew of the Herald regarded the ship as cursed and left it astray, and it is believed that the ship is still sailing the seas with a it's, dead crew to this very day. It's still, it's still sailing. Out there? It's still no, sailing. dude. No. My dude. Oh my god. It's still sailing. Oh, no. where is it going? <laughs> I don't know. Like, okay, so uh, I, I I'm feel telling like that's you, how I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm gonna freeze to death. I don't probably just in my own home if the if the thermostat's not high enough for me. That's oh, how no. I'm going. I know what's gonna happen. You need to move to another state, dude. It's getting too. <laughs> those fears are getting too too dark. <laughs> I know you didn't like the cold, like, but that's too far. <laughs> I'm going to start writing like a ship captain's style diary every day oh, this winter. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll know what happened if we find yeah. you. Like that. Um, wow. So I'm telling these stories of ghost ships in order of most natural causes and plausible creepy mm. to the more unexplained. Yeah. So the uh, – the more that we go forward, the creepy and the creepier and the more paranormal it's going to get. This next one I'm about to tell you, I connected with the story the most. It broke my heart the most. And besides Titanic, I think this has got to be one of the most tragic ghost ship stories I know of. Obviously, there's so much tragedy and death on the seas that it's so sad. Mm -hmm. But this one, for some reason, is just really sad to me. Okay. So here we go. Fast forward 113 years to the year 1906. Loved it. Loved that year. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good year. The passenger steamer SS Valencia set sail on her last voyage. January 21st, 1906 was the day that the SS Valencia headed away from San Francisco. It was a clear day on the bay and visibility looked promising. Aboard were 108 civilian passengers, 56 crewmen, and 9 officers. Their luck took a turn towards doom when they passed Cape Mendocino, California. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I, I, don't, I don't know why. I just pronounce all these things really weird because I'm just insecure. <laughs> they were met with little visibility and strong winds. They could no longer see the stars and resorted to a less reliable form of navigation called Dead Reckoning. Sounds like a movie. It sounds like a Philip K. Dick novel that was turned into a movie. It does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Dead Reckoning is 
a technique that uh, where you use your last known location or coordinate, and then you try to assume where mm. you are when when visibility is low, um, which is so I, pretty much you're sailing blind. Yeah, that sounds like a terrible system. I don't. I wouldn't recommend that system to anybody. Yeah, but back in the day, that was like that's it. That's all you that's had. All you got. That's all you got. They missed their turn into the Strait of Juan de Fuca. Juan de Fuca. <laughs> Shit, sorry guys. I'm just so sorry. Which is a body <laughs> which is a body of water that acts as a border between the US and Canada, which I didn't know. Oh, okay. It, it's interesting. It really does look like a water border um, right there. Wait, where is this? Um, it's the Strait of Juan de Fuca. The thing I cannot pronounce. Unless I am saying it right. Then that's I think that's right. Miracle. Think, yeah, that sounds right. Juan de Fuca? Yeah. Yeah. So yes, they missed their turn into the Strait of Juan de Fuca and just didn't realize that <laughs> Have they supreme were- supreme confidence. You've got it. Juan de Fuca. Juan de Fuca and didn't realize that they were sailing towards Vancouver, Canada instead. The vessel struck a reef and then was lifted off by a big wave leaving an open gash in the boat's hull. Oof. Ocean water rushed in, and the captain had to think quickly. He ordered the vessel to run aground on the reef once more so that the boat would not sink. Mm. Six of the seven lifeboats were deployed, although the SS Valencia's captain warned against it with, this, with strong deterrence. Three lifeboats filled with passengers flipped over while being lowered, dumping all the occupants into the sea to drown in the stormy waters. No, dude. Two other lifeboats were successful in lowering, but flipped over in the water, also losing every last person on those boats to the sea. No. The last lifeboat simply disappeared without a trace. Oh, okay, perfect. Great. Chief Fright Clerk Frank Len. <laughs> so many names and words and who's who's reading hard. <laughs> so yeah, this chief. Uh, who survived the tragedy still remembered the agonizing wailing of women and children lost oh. to the sea. So apparently there were a lot of women and children on this boat. Awful. Quote, Len went on to say, screams of women and children mingled in an awful chorus with the shrieking of the wind, the dash of rain, the roar of the breakers. As the passengers rushed on deck, they were carried away in bunches by the huge waves that seemed as high as the ship's mastheads. The ship began to break up almost at once, and the women and children were lashed to the rigging above the reach of the sea. It was a pitiful sight to see frail women wearing only nightdresses with bare feet on the freezing ratlines, trying to shield children in their arms from the icy wind and rain. Oh my god, it's devastating. That's terrible. Twelve men were actually able to make it to shore, apparently. Yet two how? died. Um, I can't Swimming? remember. I can't remember how. Crazy. I don't know if they took like another boat. I'm not really sure of that small detail. Twelve men were able to make it to shore, yet two died from falling off a cliff, and another Oops. swept back out to sea. So not all of them made it. Either they took another oh. boat or a raft or they just jumped in the water. I don't know. Yeah. They hiked through the hills because they were, they ran a reef, right? So they were near to land at, yeah, in yeah. some way. And I think they wanted to create like a zip, not a, a zip line, but like a <laughs> sort of, I don't know all the sea technical terms. But That's anyway, okay. they were out there trying to save the ship. 
They hike through the hills of the nearby land to find a telegraph along the trees. Others in the last lifeboat made it to the lighthouse and were able to phone in the accident. Yeah, so that was a separate thing. So some people made it to land, some people made it to like a lighthouse far away. A rescue mission was sent out to the boat still harboring many frightened women, children, and crew terrified of their fate. But at last, the rescue mission brought a sense of hope. The vessel Queen, yes, Queen, tried (laughs) approaching the ship, but could not move closer as the weather was dangerous and made the difficult decision to turn around. Fuck. I know. In a last resort, two life rafts were established, and the first one was sent out to sea only to get lost, and the second one to be rescued just in the nick of time by the vessel City of Topeka. So there were some rescues that were successful, thank God. The crew begged the women and their children to board the second raft, but they made the decision to stay on the ship. Just because they had seen all the other ones flip, and they're like, fuck no, dude. Yeah, it's sad that the foreboding weather conditions and the hope that another vessel would come and save them were the reasons they remained on the SS Valencia. Mm. Later on, other volunteer rescuers in the area came by land to see if they could help, but the ship's funnel collapsed as they watched on, leaving the souls clinging to the ship's rigging and hull to meet brutal deaths. A wave came and dragged the vessel back off the reef and into the ocean. Rescuers on shore watched in horror as the people on board were smashed to death amongst the rocks and others dragged out into the open sea to die of hypothermia. The official death count was 136 people with all women and children passengers dead. It's one of the most heartbreaking and brutal stories of a shipwreck imaginable. That's just so, it's so, that's so many people. It's It's so many people. It's so awful. It's terrible. And the fact that there were like so many instances of hope that kept getting Mm -hmm. um, taken away is so brutal. And they kind of, they had a last chance to some of them and the the hope won out, unfortunately, in this case. But it's not over yet. Oh. What? It gets even more terrifying than one could imagine. And it is, what I'm about to tell you, is a little hard to debunk as the entire rescue ship witnessed this. What? Witness what? <clears throat> the city of Topeka, the rescue ship, was the vessel that came to carry away any survivors of the incident that day. The first strange thing to happen was when they slowed down to relay what happened to the SS Valencia to another passing vessel. The smoke of the city of Topeka apparently formed into the shape of the Valencia. Many, if not all, the people who witnessed this agreed. Even worse than that, though, later on, to the entire crew's horror, another ship approached theirs, and it was the Valencia. What? How could this be possible? As she was already wrecked on the reef and far behind them at this point, the phantom ship was heading towards the rocks just like before, The city of Topeka tried signaling to the vessel, but it disappeared among the rocks. I have the chills. The The entire crew saw this. Okay. It wasn't just like one person. Everyone saw the ship (laughs) that just fucking destroyed itself and and drifted out to sea. That does not make sense. That does not make sense. How do you explain that? How how does one explain that? That doesn't make sense to me. It's like a Twilight Zone episode, man. But this is real. This isn't like some folklore. This is 
this is something that happened. <sighs> the fuck, dude. <laughs> I know. When I was researching this, I was so creeped out. I was like, I had chills. Um, yeah. After this ghastly event, land dwellers started to witness things that turned their blood cold. Local people in the area started reporting a rowboat of eight skeletons trapped in a nearby cave. So this is real. Someone went what past do you mean the this cave. Is real? What's real? That somebody thought they saw something? What do you mean this is real? This was real in that some sailors or people or whatever, you know, just people hanging out in the ocean Local or yokels. <laughs> um, they passed a nearby cave. And inside the cave, like it's kind of hard to get into the cave um, mm-hmm. and there's like water in the cave. Okay. But s- they saw, physically saw like a rowboat with dead people in it, like eight skeletons. <sighs> and so they're not sure if that came from another vessel or if that's w- the missing rowboat right. from the SS Valencia. Right. Fuck. With dangerous water conditions near the mouth of the cave, no one was able to enter further to investigate unfortunately so it's possible that the missing lifeboat ended up in the sea cave only for the passengers to starve without escape furthermore other reports in this area claim seeing a rowboat near the shore being rowed by ghostly skeletons other reports witnessed the ghostly image of the ss valencia herself with her crew still clinging to the ship is the ss valencia doomed to repeat history over and over again like, I hope not. Like, why would it? What? Why? What's the point? Universe. <laughs> why? You know, in some, it could be a residual haunting. Mm. Uh, for those who don't know what that means, residual haunting, like the theory is that something that's traumatic enough, um, something that takes a lot of energy can leave an imprint on the world as we know it in our reality. And so it can come across as like ghostly images or repeating voices or sounds or just leftover imprints. So it's not like a ghostly spirit that is trapped somewhere, but it could be that the trauma and the energy it took for this event to take place is just left over in our world. Interesting. So it could be a residual haunting, but the fact that people still see this vessel to this day and see skeletons rowing a boat is too much. It's unnerving. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of doomed to repeat history, potentially, Uh-oh. our next ship is called the Lady Lovabond. Or Lovabond. The Lady, the Lady Gaga. The Lady <sighs> Lovabond or something. Lovabond. I don't know how to I don't know how to pronounce this either. What is that? <laughs> what right? language is it? I don't know. Oh, okay. And another- <laughs> <laughs> the lady, the lady love love a bond. The lady, the lady. Let's just call it. You're right. The lady. Let's just call yeah. her the lady. The lady <laughs> is another vessel that met its demise, but this time with a twist of infatuation and jealousy. Okay. Oh. On Valentine's Day of all freaking days in 1748, the vessel had set sail to celebrate the wedlock of the captain and his wife. However, cute or another, not? <laughs> however, not as cute. Another man on board who apparently was the captain's friend was so blinded by jealousy as he was in love with the captain's wife. Oh, and, Christ. And so this guy steered the ship into a deadly sandbank called Goodwin Sands. Men, can we not? (sighs) Enough. 
He steered it into the sandbank called Goodwin Sands off the coast of Kent, England, sinking the ship and killing every last person on board, including himself. Fuck. Since then, the Love lady, is beautiful, dude. That's so nice. It's tragic and Happy it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Since then, the lady has mysteriously reappeared every 50 years sailing around the area of Kent where it sank all those years ago. I love that. I love – I'm sorry. I love when things, yeah. like, appear on, like, in, like, set, like, amounts of time. I find that, like I, – I don't know. It's spooky and I love it. I love it. I love it, too. And it's also very, like, responsible and accountable and dependable. Yeah. Oh, my like, God. We wow. love an accountable ghost ship. Or I, I guess this isn't a ghost ship. This is literally a phantom. What do you call it when a ghost ship is, like, actually ghostly? I think you just still call them ghost Is ships. it still just a ghost ship? Okay. Right. Yeah. Or haunted ghost ship, I guess. I oh, don't know. Okay. Sorry. Go I on. think they're synonymous <laughs> at this point. Okay. So why 50 years? We don't know. But the sightings have been so convincing that rescue boats have been sent out to help the ship only to find nothing there. Oh, shit. Yeah. So this is really something that people, people have are seen and it. have made yeah. efforts to go help the ship. And, yeah. Uh, you know, there's... According to reports, there's no reports of other ships like her in the water at the at that time. So it really begs the question. Apparently, it didn't. It wasn't seen at one of the fifty year marks. I don't know if, huh? Yeah, if people just didn't see it or didn't report it. But there was one go around where it was quiet. But other than that, it's been popping up. Yeah. Well, wait, what year did this take place? How many opportunities has it had to show up every 50 years? The event happened in 1748. Oh, that's a good, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, a handful of opportunities. Yeah, Those are, the odds are promising, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. given those. In our next story, in May of 1988, Prince Edward's claim to have seen the ghostly apparition of the HMS Eurydice. There were multiple witnesses with Prince Edwards, even catching the apparition on camera because they just so happened to be filming a documentary while on the Isle of Wight. In a stroke of bad luck, however, the tape apparently jammed in the camera and the footage was lost. Bullshit! Bullshit! There was never a fucking photo! There was never a fucking photo! Go on. No known vessel that looked like the HMS Eurydice was known to be sailing in that area at the time, making the story extra creepy. But not to everyone, apparently, because <laughs> Julianne smells bullshit. I smell bullshit. I don't fucking believe it. And you're saying the fucking prince is in on it? No, dude. He just likes – he gets to live in a fantasy world. Fucking princes get to live in whatever fucking world they want. They're so fucking bored because they have everything. So they make up bullshit. And they just do bullshit all the fucking time. Fuck royalty. Royalty, if you're listening, turn it off. I don't want to fucking talk to you. I don't want you to fucking listen to me. Fuck the prince. Fuck this lie. Go on. <laughs> or if you'd like to sponsor us, you can go to Kofi. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit us up. Our email is I'm scared, but I like it at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Um, love your work. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Um, congrats on colonization or whatever. Okay. Oh god. <clears throat> yeah. So, well, with that point, they are they they are, they are known for lying and doing terrible things. So, 
You're right. Maybe they're full of shit. Uh, I need a local. I want to hear it from a local's mouth. I don't want to hear it from a fucking <laughs> prince. Apparently the whole crew saw it, but you know. Yeah, you know. the whole crew is hired by the fucking prince, dude. <laughs> Why would like, he make yeah, that up? Yeah, Why would he oh my God, we saw that make that Yeah, up. whatever you want, man. Like, we see that. Yeah, totally. Oh, my God. Like, on, like, a random day in May, he's like, you know what? I fancy. I fancy a That's how they operate, dude. They're like, it's a Tuesday. Let's genocide. You know, whatever. They get to just call the shots. They just do whatever. Let's take take the media off that terrible thing I did. And let's ghost. Yeah. Let's get the, the public talking. Oh, wow. That's a conspiracy. We're going down a very, allegedly, for entertainment purposes only, as some... YouTubers say that I learned how to also say to cover our asses. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> in our opinion. In our opinion. No in facts here. Mm-mm. Another, well, moving on. Another great body of water. Big enough. Lake Superior? Okay, wait. In this next <laughs> section, I wanted to include something that is big enough to be like the sea. None other than Lake Superior. My neighbor. I know. That's why I I also (laughs) wanted to share this with you because I was like, maybe she has her own story or something. Maybe she's heard rumors, but this lake has a dark side. And part of that dark side are the stories of shipwrecks and ghostly sightings of their dear departed vessels and crew. Yes, dude. Yes. What people don't realize about most of the Great Lakes, but specifically Lake Superior, is just how fucking massive it is. It is literally a fucking sea, a fucking inland sea. It is massive. And you have no fucking idea how fucking deep Lake Superior is. It is deep. I have graphics. We're putting one in the Instagram post. Chloe, I have a graphic that shows just how fucking deep. It's deeper than like fucking seas and stuff. Like it's really fucking deep. But Mm -hmm. it is fascinating how this lake formed. Let me tell you about it. So (laughs) there, (laughs) there was an event in the Americas called um the mid-continental rift where yes it just splits open the fucking continent splits open okay and there's in the in the spot where uh lake superior is now it was just miles and miles and miles like hundreds of miles of is it magma or lava when it's up in the air lava when it's up magma when it's it's under yeah so it's just lava shooting up out of the ground for like thousands of years constantly. Like just imagine like a plane that you can't see the end of because it's fucking massive. And it's just lava shooting out of the ground consistently forever. forever. (laughs) (laughs) It does not stop. Sounds like hell. Yeah. So it forms this hard basalt layer. All right. And – Stuff, you know, life goes on, stuff starts to grow or whatever, and like sediment lands on top of the basalt, whatever, there's some growth and stuff. But then fucking ice age or whatever, and fucking the thing that, the thing that flattened Minnesota is called um, the the glacial drift or whatever, of when this big ass fucking glacier slides right on down the fucking... (laughs) Canada and top of America or whatever and just flattens everything except for like a small corner of Minnesota where it still contains the Jurassic periods. Geology is kind of hilly, but like everything else is flattened and it 
takes like all, it takes all the sediment, it like clears everything that's sitting on top of the basalt, and it just melts and it just turns into this fucking freshwater, massive ass lake. Oh my god! Yep, and that's so why Minnesota is so cold today. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're built on top of a glacier. No, the glacier's gone. But just wow. it's it's crazy to me. It's just so interesting how that kind of stuff forms. And so yeah, there are these really beautiful like basalt cliffs and stuff like that. That's so interesting. I really haven't thought about how lakes are formed. I usually think that you know just rain. Yeah, most <laughs> of the time I don't up. think they're quite they're quite as big of events as Lake Superior was. That well, it's superior to the rest of the lake that's formations. That's correct. That is, and that's correct. why, and that folks is why it's called Lake Superior. <laughs> Sorry, I just no, had, I, I don't just know. had to go there. I just love that. It's my special. It's my super special topic that I just can't deny. <laughs> I learned something. I don't know about you guys. I learned something today. That was really cool. I had no idea. That's like so like dramatic for it's one very lake. dramatic. Yeah, it's wow. Oh. I just love thinking about the lava. Like I can't even fucking imagine. I really can't. It's like fire and ice, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you get a lake. All right. And then you get a lake, which is more like an ocean. Which is why I wanted to include these today because it really is like its own ocean. This tale starts with the W.H. Glyker, I think, and the Western Reserve. This tale starts with a nightmare, literally. In 1892, a man named Benjamin Trudell dreamt that the Western Reserve and the W.H. Gleicker both met their deaths in Lake Superior. It turns out his dream proved to be real. First, the Western Reserve met its end when its mast caved into the ship's deck, dragging it down to the bottom of the lake, which we now know is very deep. Very deep. Watch out. About eight weeks later, a coal steamer, W.H. Gleicker, reportedly vanished into the fog without a trace. Since then, there have been reports that the vessel still sails the lake on its ghostly voyage accompanied by the sounds of its whistle. So like an auditory sound, which is oh my. with with visual, which I think is interesting. As for the Western Reserve, people have claimed to still see the vessel sailing the seas accompanied with the sound of talking and laughing. Laughing. Ooh, I don't know why. But like the laughing part, why are you I laughing? Really, I really don't like the laughing. I really Stop can't get laughing. behind the laughing. There's no reason to be laughing right now. There's no reason. Uh, it just seems like so like uh, maniacal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fucking terrifying. The SS Bannockburn. The SS Bannockburn has come to be known. The Flying Dutchman of Lake Superior. Oh, really? Okay. Have you heard okay, of this? I know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The SS Bannockburn simply disappeared one fateful night in 1902, never to be seen again. At least, not until its ghostly apparition started appearing on stormy nights with sailors claiming to see skeletons on board. What did you hear about this? Just just the basics, just that, you know, like, that's the, I feel like the main one I've heard of, and then it's just, all else I've heard is like, Oh, yeah, and there's, like, other ghost ships, too, or whatever. You know, it's, like, just kind of a summation. But that's – I feel like that's the main one I've heard of. Yeah, this this uh, is definitely the most popular and well-known yeah. one for sure. Yeah. And then the other ones – there you go. I, I think there were, like, other ghost ships that I found and we're, we're reading about. 
but not all of them I could find like something paranormal or strange about them. Yeah. But there's just a, there's a lot of just like tragic oh yes things taking so place there. Many tragedies on Lake Superior. So mm-hmm. this is just scratching the surface, just to keep it simple. The cream of the crap. Did you read about the the Edmund Fitzgerald? No. I mean, that one's not, I don't think that's a ghost ship one, but that, and I can't even remember what it is, but I think that's just a, one of the most like historical um, or historically significant, like bad things happening on Lake Superior. I don't remember specifically what happened. So I just, we, <laughs> I remember in second grade, we learned a song the Edmund Fitzgerald. There's like it like tells the whole story in a song, and they like passed out little balls of iron because that's like what was on the ship. It's like oh, it was this. I'm like okay, um, I don't remember what happened though. I'll see if there's any details that are just like sitting at the top of um, Wikipedia. But that's an incredible detail here because you know Is growing it? up in yeah growing up in Hawaii like we have very special education like we we learn a lot of cultural things um right here you know every right, right. state every yeah every state has its regions has its thing yeah. and that's one of them for you that's so yep. cool mm-hmm. dude yeah that's so, so cool <laughs> it was an american great lakes freighter that sank in lake superior during a storm on november 10th 1975 very recent um with the wow. loss of the entire crew of 29 men when launched on june so uh, okay, she used to be the largest ship, but she remains the largest to have sunk there. She was located in deep water on November fourteenth, four days later, by U.S. Navy aircraft detecting magnetic and anim- nope anomalies, <laughs> and soon and found soon afterwards to be in two large pieces. <gasps> oh terrifying. god! Yeah. So oh, those poor people on board too. Yeah, something Jesus. went very, very, very wrong. Um, for a ship to any... split in two. I know. Yeah, there were near hurricane force winds, waves up to 35 feet. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, I mean, it's literally like it is like an ocean when you go it, there. Like, it is like crazy. an ocean. Yeah. yeah. Edmund Fitzgerald previously reported being in significant difficulty the difficulty to the saltwater vessel of Afors. I quote, uh, I have a bad list, lost both radars, and I'm taking heavy seas over the deck, one of the worst seas I've ever been in. However, no distress signals were sent before she sank. Captain McSorley's last 7.10 p.m. message to Arthur M. Anderson was, we are holding our own. Oh, Her crew wow. of 29 perished and no bodies were recovered. The exact oh. cause of the sinking remains unknown, though many books, studies, and expeditions have examined it. Uh, M.M. Fitzgerald may have been swamped, suffered structural failure or topside damage, grounded on a shoal, or suffered from a combination of these. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. But the sinking led to a lot of changes in, like, regulations and practices around That's probably why on the lake. Yeah, because it was the biggest and it was the most mysterious. Horrific. And and horrific. And, yeah, and was also, like, a game changer. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why. Wow. You're like really bad stuff can happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So speaking of the Flying Dutchman, going back to the SS Bannockburn, I wanted to touch on the Flying Dutchman very shortly. Uh, I didn't know where to put this in. I was like, should I put it in with like Davy Jones and Mother Carrie or should I put it in? Right. Whatever. You're going to get yeah. it here. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably the most famous ghost ship of all is the Flying Dutchman. Shout out to SpongeBob. That's where most of us learn <laughs> yep. this as well. That's right. Uh, but 
very few of us have an understanding of what it really is. And even though I researched this, I didn't go fully into the Flying Dutchman because mostly it's, you know, folklore. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's very hard to get the exact facts. But in a nutshell, the Flying Dutchman started to appear in literature all the way back in the 1700s. There are many versions of the tale, but generally the Flying Dutchman is a vessel that could never make port, doomed to sail the seas for an eternity. Some say the captain and his crew did something so heinous that they were now trapped out at sea as like punishment, mm. like a curse, uh, technically like a living hell. Ghost ship sightings of this vessel include seeing an apparition of the ship while other reports tell of a ghostly eerie green glow to the mm-hmm. ship or just mm-hmm. like lights in general. A similar story originates from Chile, the Caleuche, which some scholars believe is an adaptation of the Flying Dutchman legend. So clearly, this old legend seems to have made a very strong impression on the minds of sailors and the like, not only as a wise man's tale, but in folklore and superstition as well. Apparently, Prince George of Wales also witnessed the ghostly ship off the coast of Australia. I bet he fucking did. I bet he did. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So like the Flying Dutchman, it's just like a really cursed ass ship doomed okay. to sail the seas forever. It glows green. I mean, it just sounds like like when you think of haunted ship, you think of the Flying Dutchman. Yeah, right? it sounds like a nightmare. Now, rewinding back. <laughs> back to Lake Superior. Okay. We have a video. What? Yes. I want you to see this video. We have a ghost ship apparent ghost ship sighting caught on camera from what? Lake Superior. From some when? Call it, recently. Some call it the Flying Dutchman. Some call it an illusion. Some say it could be another ghostly ship. I'm going to leave that up to you. I'm so excited. I know. I want to see what you think. Uh, I'm so curious. And guys, if you would like to see the video that we are about to watch, you can find the link to that down in our show notes. There she blows. Is it in weird slow-mo? It's, yeah, they slowed it down. Oh, okay. What? I, where am I supposed to be looking? I don't understand. That thing right that oh, back there. Oh, shit. I zoomed oh, in too fuck. far. Oh. <laughs> that <laughs> I was thing? To zoom in. That, that thing. Oh, that. Oh. It looked. I thought it was like a building, but I realized that's the middle of Lake Superior maybe. So that doesn't make sense. Question mark? Yeah. What is, why does it have a thing next to it? What is happening? What is that? It could what be What the fuck mask. is that? I don't know. Why would the mask be next to the boat? It could be like sidewards you're looking at it. I don't understand that. I don't understand it either. But what is that? It's so weird because okay, it just I'm looks like because <laughs> then sound is crazy. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just looks like a rectangle, a blurry rectangle out in the middle of this fucking lake. And then there's a very, very thin rectangle. It's almost just like a blurry line to the right of the rectangle. I don't like I don't even comprehend these shapes as anything. But it does look very ghostly, doesn't it? It does look ghostly, but what what did the comments say? Go in the comments. That's that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going. Oh, you can see me doing that. <laughs> I forgot. My wife and I saw something similar this summer. We we're about a mile offshore in our boat near Black River Harbor on the far western side of the UP. There's no mistaking that what we saw was supernatural. Whoa. I've oh, hold paddled- up. Hold up. This is interesting. What? 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 S. S. Andrew Walt- 
Turs Jr. fifteen twenty four says you actually did catch something cool. My guess is that the thermal conditions of the lake and atmosphere just above the lake align just right to bend reflected light from an object lighthouse question mark beyond the horizon to your camera and eye. You can see atmospheric distortion of light in the video above the water, the wavy flickering like you see on warm asphalt. When the thermal conditions varied after some time, the lens was broken and the image disappeared. Very cool. That that very cool is like I'm I'm a hater, but I'm gonna try to sound like I'm not one. <laughs> Very cool. (laughs) So some think, oh my gosh, you caught something on camera. But there are other theories. For example, according to Fox Weather, Fata Morgana is created when cold, dense air near the Earth's surface is trapped beneath a layer of significantly warmer air aloft, known as temperature inversion. This causes light rays from distant objects to reflect or bend downward toward an observer standing on the ground. It's mostly seen in the Strait of Messina in Italy, though, which is how it got its name. Um, oh, like okay. that's really where it originated. Marinara. From, uh, yeah, the Strait of Marinara. <laughs> the Fara Marinara. <laughs> <laughs> to sum it up, it's basically an illusion or mirage created by specific atmospheric and weather conditions. It's very weird. I mean, even yeah. even so, just like as a scientific phenomenon, I'm just like, God, the world is fucking weird. Like, what are we perceiving ever? Like, what the fuck do you mean the light's bending? What the fuck? Do- fuck science. I'm just kidding. I don't mean fuck science. <laughs> I just get angry with how simple I am and how You're much I can't simple. understand. Chloe, there's so much I will never understand. Well, you're oh. makes me angry. Same girl. Okay. <laughs> Here. Let's look at some examples of Fata Morgana. Yes, dude. Lots. I love this. I saw a double rainbow the other day. I know that's not really that exciting, but... You saw Lana Del Rey? What'd you say? I said a double rainbow. I'm sure you see them all the time, but... Oh, that's awesome. And guys, if you would also like to see these photos that we're about to react to, you can find them on our social media on Instagram at isbillypod. Or on Facebook, you can search up I'm Scared But I Like It podcast and you'll find us. So here's an example. It can make the ships look like they're floating in midair oh. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Here's oh my one. God. That one really looks like it's flo- The <laughs> other I, one I was like, I can kind of see like where the line, like I could see how like yeah. maybe it's just water. I'm not <laughs> perceiving, but that looks Photoshop. That looks crazy. Yeah, that's real. And so pe- can you imagine people seeing this back in the day and being oh, like, oh, my, oh my God. God. <laughs> oh, I can't even imagine. That must have been fucking baffling. So I think it's safe to say that some of these sightings are indeed <sighs> yeah. Fata Morgana, yeah, yeah. but I'm not comfortable saying that all of them are. All these ghostly sightings are. I mean, you can tell the difference between like a floating ship or like a um, a very like like he said, like um, in the video, it kind of looked like heat waves. You know, you can tell when mm-hmm. something kind of is kind of mirage or not mm-hmm. right. You can tell the difference between that and like a wooden or steel ship right in front of you. Yeah. And seeing people yeah. on it or hearing yes. things from it. That's completely different. But glowing green. <laughs> glowing green. I mean, you know, when we think about glowing green, we can, you know, bioluminescence is a thing in the ocean. Yeah, true. Um, true. Other light could be like gas pockets or like uh, St. Elmo's fire, things like that. You know, there are some natural explanations and then there are other things that are harder to explain. Mm -hmm. But what else 
could be causing illusions. Like the biggest thing that causes hallucinations at sea is sleep deprivation. Uh, um, and some people might also have like mental disorders or maybe they're struggling with a mental illness that has gone undiagnosed and they see things. Right. I mean, if you're a especially man, you're not going to fucking go to the doctor about your mental disorder, dude. Are you kidding? Well, especially back in the day, I don't even think that they, that, they didn't even do that. That, <laughs> that, that knowledge was even acquired. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't think there was a great understanding. So it's it wasn't yeah. really a conversation at all. I think you're just loony or you're just mm-hmm. like um or you're haunted or possessed or or you're um you're a witch or something you know right yeah yeah <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. or all of you not, yeah or you're clearly not but you know especially when you're out at sea and you haven't gotten enough sleep but when a whole group of people see it or it's a bystander from land mm-hmm. who is not sleep deprived or starving yeah. Or has any signs of uh, mental struggles, anything like that. And they're just out walking their dog and they see that. Yeah. It's like, oh. It's a little different. Also, Fata Morgana, it has to be very specific weather conditions. Mm. It's not just something that just happens it's anywhere. Not all the time. It's not all the time. And yeah. it's not just anywhere either. It's a lot harder to, to see and witness. So that's why. I think it can be explained for some things. It cannot be explained for everything. I think if we were saying that, we'd be lying to ourselves there. That's not factual. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. It's interesting to weigh both sides. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's just these are just really spooky ghost ship yes. stories, um, period. But I do have a couple more for you, and then we are done. Okay. But talking about auditory sensory ex- – oh. <laughs> Auditory <laughs> phenomenon. Auditory experiences. There is something called Drake's drum. According to Wikipedia. The Drake? No. Hell no. <laughs> no. Um, according to Wikipedia, shortly before Sir Francis Drake's death, he ordered the drum to be taken to Buckland Abbey and vowed that if England were ever in danger and someone was to beat the drum, he would return to defend the country. Wow, what a legend. Okay, Gandalf. I, I, don't, I don't really know what he's, he has done. Yeah, I have no idea. That. <laughs> I've heard of him, but I, I don't, I can't say with confidence what he, let's look him up. Sir Francis Drake. Who you, boo? <laughs> Please don't be a murderer. Oh, English explorer. Okay, not a conqueror. They didn't say oh. conqueror yet. That's for, okay. Somewhat Best promising. known for his circumnavigation of the world. Oh, shit. He is also known for participating in the early English slaving voyages of his cousin. I mean... Damn it. We shouldn't be surprised that that is the case. Uh, is okay, it enough about him. And anyway, bad, yes. <laughs> anyway, so he had this freaking drum. And um, according to legend, it can be heard to beat at times when England is at war or significant national events take place. So oh, really? that's a thing. Yeah, people okay. hear a drum. It's supposed to be him. But, you know, it could just be anyone with a drum. True. Drumming up some drama. Love to um, drum. <laughs> God. But, you know, a legend's a legend. Yeah. And I saved a very interesting one for last. We don't know if this actually happened. Some say it did. Some say it didn't because there's no record of this ship anywhere. 
but it's such a strong, well-known story that I had to include it here. Tell me. Tell me everything. The SS Orang Medang. Not Orangutan. SS Orang Medang. Back in the 1940s, an Indonesian vessel named the SS Orang Medang sent out a distress signal. The transcript read, SOS from Orang Medang. We float. All officers, including the captain, dead in chart room and on the bridge. Probably whole of crew dead. And then the last most terrifying distress signal that came through was, I die. Oh, goosebumps, dude. When a rescue ship came to help the vessel, they found the crew all dead, their bodies in a tense, petrified positions as if they saw something that scared the living shit out of them. With horror painted onto their faces, their mouths were gaping wide and their eyes opened in shock, in fear, as if they saw something so horrifying that they all died from fright. And that's what people think because there was no bodily injuries reported or seen, unfortunately and mysteriously. Before they could assess further, the boat mysteriously caught fire and exploded. What? And all and It just caught fire and everything was, was gone. Oh my god. I Some love that kind of story. I know. Some hypothesize, okay, if this really did happen, perhaps it was a gas leak. Perhaps it, there were hazardous materials on board. Maybe it was carbon monoxide poisoning. We don't know because it caught on fire. and We have no idea. However, a lot of people think that this is actually a paranormal case. Uh, the number one theory right now is aliens. What? Um, yeah, like maybe not abduction. But they but witnessed something alien? Something. The aliens did something to them? Something freaked them out where they all died of fright is what it seems. Uh, some others say maybe it was like a religious experience or maybe it was like an angel or maybe it was something mm. very unexplainable, maybe a sea monster or maybe it was a ghost. Either way, we have no proof that this actually happened or that this vessel existed at all. But it begs wow. the question, where did the story come from? Yeah. Uh, some people have done extensive research, but nothing's super conclusive. So okay. the SS Orang Medan is a legend. We're not sure. Wow. In the 1940s, though, which is interesting. That's yeah, not too not, long ago. Not that long ago. That's very interesting. Any thoughts? Any uh, closing <sighs> thoughts, Julianne? I just, um, I love this kind of story. You know what I mean? Like, I love a good unsolved mystery in general, but especially yeah. when it's like, I mean, I don't know. There's something about like, stories where you're kind of like not you but like the protagonists or whatever you know they're subjected to just like raw unadulterated forces of nature you know and like that's terrifying in and of itself and I don't know it's interesting to think you know kind of like what we talked about on the fairies episode like making sense of that like making sense of just how cruel and harsh nature is and the world is to exist in and like mm -hmm. does it soften the blow to add like kind of paranormal elements to our understanding of it or you know 
Like Was David there... Jones and the Flying Dutchman kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, does it does it give any comfort? I guess at least for Davy Jones, it gives the boomers some comfort to be like, we get to go to dancing heaven, you know? Oh, Fiddler's but- <laughs> Green. Yeah, that's yeah. Fiddler's Green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you guys can go to Davy Jones' locker. Right, exactly. And but I don't know. It is, it is <laughs> that's terrible. The, the, the tumultuous sea, like, is just unnerving. It's, it is just unnerving how quickly things can take a turn for the worst and, like, Mm-hmm. it's yeah it's just scary to think about in general so I, I don't know I just find the stories really interesting truly out of our element mm-hmm. you know we're not supposed to be out there no we're not <laughs> <laughs> we're land dwellers keep us keep our feet on the fucking ground dude yes it's not for the faint of heart at all no uh, do you have a favorite story from today <sighs> oh man I mean I I do like the last story that you told a lot just because it is mm-hmm. very fantastical and yeah. very, very, very unexplained to the point of being like, does this even, is this real? Um, like, what the fuck? And I do like, you know, there's a part of me that is into sort of like the idea of not specifically Lovecraftian horror because I haven't like read much, if any, Lovecraft, but that kind of Lovecraftian horror of like, what is this like terror that like they witnessed? You know what I mean? Like, what is this? thing that they saw that like instilled fear to the point of death like i find that right oh this reminds me of a girl there's a book (laughs) there's a book that you should read it's so good what the fuck is it called hold on is it horror yes oh yes i love horror (laughs) (laughs) yes it's horror (laughs) um everybody listening fucking read this book it's so fucking good the fisherman by john langan it's not john langan Langan, L-A-N-G-A-N. Okay. In upstate New York, in the woods around Woodstock, Dutchman's Creek flows out of the Ashokan Reservoir. Steep, banked, fast-moving, it offers the promise of fine fishing and of something more, a possibility too fantastic to be true. When Abe and Dan, two widowers who have found solace in each other's company and have a shared passion for fishing, hear rumors of the creek and what might be found there, the remedy to both their losses, they dismiss it as just another fish story. Soon, though, the men find themselves drawn into the, a tale as deep and old as the reservoir. is a tale of dark packs, a long-buried secret, and a mysterious figure known as Der Fisher, the fisherman. It will bring Abe and Dan face-to-face with all that they have lost and with the price they must pay to regain it. So it factors in weird water stuff. Dutchman's Creek is, you know, it has it, them facing kind of like these old kind of legends around water. And it's... And this kind of Lovecraftian and this deep horror from the universe and blah, 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 blah. It's really good. Mine got waterlogged. Mine's spooky because I got it from the library and now it's like I I must have gone camping with it or something. And like it was really rainy that day. And like so I just have like this waterlogged book of the fishermen. I'm just like this is the most cursed object in my house because this book is so fucking scary yeah that's spooky yeah okay Uh, if uh again it's the fisherman by john langdon langdon yeah langdon ooh, like not Mm -hmm. langdon 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 shit yeah check it in wow we have a lot to say about nautical stuff (laughs) you know more than i thought there's so Mm -hmm. much out there it's crazy yes you know because i did i could have done a show about like mermaids and all the other creatures out there and oh god i mean the list goes on and on about how haunted the ocean is yeah but we focused on 
ghost ships today or this episode would be 10,000 hours long. long. Yeah. And did you ever watch The Lighthouse? No. With Robert, <sighs> Pat. Yeah. I know. My I know. Husband? It's on my yeah. list. We can watch it together. <laughs> <Your husband>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi. This is Chloe from the future. I promise for the last time on this episode. <laughs> but I'm here to confirm that, yes, I did watch The Lighthouse since recording this. And it was weird. But I liked it. And that's all I have to say. All right. Bye. They're both my husband. I'll be honest. Um, uh, what? I love Willem. Are you kidding? Okay. Okay. Whatever. No, Girl, he's boy. great. No, I, no. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I, I ain't yucking your yum. I'm sorry about that. Willem. De- he just like gross, I was trying to re- and like I like that. Oh. Wait. I was. Well, he, like, the reason he, like, I responded was evil. to that. Oh, okay. But he's very well. I, that explains why nice. you like watching Blair Witch at Christmas time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, well, he's you learned you, something you guys, new about your friends. If Willem Dafoe makes you feel too creepy, watch him in the Florida Project, where he is like the fucking sweetest, most wonderful man. I liked him in Spider Man. Yep, he was good in Spider Man. Mm-hmm. He was good. I've seen him in like so many other things. My brother saw a play with him in it. Which is cool. Oh. It was like Willem Dafoe so and I was Willem Dafoe and um, <laughs> Gandalf. What's his oh. name? Ian McKellen. Or no, maybe it was Patrick Stewart. I can't remember. I, I'm jealous all the way around for I'm, all of them. I'm super jealous right now because I mm. love all those people. I love them. All those actors. Daddies. Uh, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't like wish to. Okay. I just appreciate their work is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> Anyway, I like the SS Valencia. Yeah, <laughs> I like yeah, that story. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, what was um, just to, are we just recording to get a podcast us right, right out of now? That uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay, yeah. cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, just um, the SS Valencia was good, and uh, mm-hmm. um, trying to get the idea that you just called all three of them daddy out of my head. Okay, I it's just a joke, dude. We just we just joke around. We just say whatever comes into our head, and we don't. <laughs> pause to think about it we just say it no, out loud no i'm moving on don't worry okay i'm moving we forward. don't i'll say it again don't <laughs> <laughs> don't do that i'm moving on um, fine any anyway the I, yeah again the ss valencia was really creepy the idea of that sad fact that so many women and children mm-hmm. were lost is um it has a soft spot in my heart because that is just horrific and i think that's my favorite ghost ship sighting is that the entire rescue ship saw the saw SS Valencia yeah. that yeah sail that, that's by. probably my my other fave too yeah and that also seems to be the most believable to me out of all these accounts Same. Um, yeah where I'm like oh maybe there is something we don't understand otherworldly yeah. out there and you know we were not on in that tragedy, we were not on that ship that saw it. So we can never say, but there's a part of me that believes it. I, I think I really believe that they did see it. So yeah, that's really creepy. And that's about it. Yeah. Thank you, Chloe. This was so spooky. And there was a, a lot of crazy shit, a lot of spooky shit out there. There is. The ocean is extremely haunted. Yep. And I don't know if I'm going back in it again. I live on an and island, that fucking, so that's not helpful. <laughs> that fucking uh, 
Greenland one is still just bopping around. So be yes. on the lookout. What is that one called? Yes. That one is called the Octavius. The Octavius. Fuck that one. Yes. <laughs> I hope you sink already. <laughs> yeah, and they're just like frozen in time, literally, just sailing around the seas. Nope. Nope. That's terrifying. Better be under that water. But you know what? I don't oh even God. know if what's under the water is better than what's floating around above it, but that's a topic for another day. I hope that they don't go to Davy Jones' locker. Yeah, I hope they go to, what is it called? Fan- fantastic. Fiddler's Green. Fiddler's fantastic Green. Greens. <laughs> fantastic Greens. <laughs> Fiddler's Green. Okay, our beloved is Billy Goats. We love you. Thank you for tuning in to episode three, and we'll see you in the next one. Or hear you in the, or you'll hear us in the, okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Thank you. <laughs>